Today on Interman Radio, we will tackle the most common mistake Christians make when trying to change and why it's not working for you. Welcome to Interman Radio, where we accomplish more than we thought we could through God's power working in us. So let's drop the excuses, pick up our Bibles, and prepare to win. Mark, people are trying to change, but it's not working. And uh, I I see uh, Christians becoming frustrated, uh, trying to change the way that we've been taught how to change. Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot of change. It's a lot of change. Change! We can all change! Speaking with the Rocky, keeping with the Rocky theme. But in, in trying to overcome sin and making changes in our lives... There's a certain way that we've been conditioned to do it. Yes, that's right. And in the end, most of those efforts result in... Crash in, and burn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and so we end up uh, becoming uh, a little bit afraid to try to tackle the next change. Yeah. It's a cycle and it keeps reproducing itself. This time we're going to talk about how to get out of it. When Christ sets the bar that high... How high? <laughs> that high. That high? Yeah. Okay, all right. When... Like we talked about last week, we talked about how, okay, we see ourselves as the way God sees us. We see ourselves as holy, perfect, pure, righteous. So when the bar is set that high, yep. we got to try that much harder. Yes. That's, the, that's the mindset. And people think they go into that and they, Whoa, you know what, if I'm going to have to live up to that, boy, I'm really going to have to put the effort in. Yes. And that's commendable, but the problem is people start doing the wrong things to try and get the right result. Yeah. And the result is oftentimes disastrous. They're they're trying to trying to do it. They see you know, they see scriptures like Ephesians chapter four and verse twenty four that says, Put on the new self in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And they say, Okay, I'm gonna put it on and they go for it with gusto and they're they're using it the wrong way. They're trying to do the wrong thing. And they just make some simple mistakes, and the result is catastrophic failure. A good example of that is uh, uh, I saw a new Christian one time come in just absolutely so jacked about having his sins forgiven, so pumped, came to Christ, immersed for the forgiveness of his sins, comes up, and he is going to change the world, man. And he Today. Was, yeah, and he was. we were excited. I mean, yeah. I was in, uh, I think I was college age at the time. We're jacked. And you we're, remember that? Yeah, barely. That's <laughs> <laughs> only two or three years ago. That's right. <laughs> Back in the day. And so we actually, he was an encouragement to us. And so he had all these things, and he listed uh-huh. them out. He wrote, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. I'm going to tell the guys at work about this. I'm going to tell the guys. At, uh-huh. And he was pumped, and he's inviting his friends to church. It was great. Yep. But pretty soon we stopped seeing him at assembly. Uh-huh. You know, and he would miss one or two. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, where's so-and-so? Well, I don't yeah. know. You know, we'd call him up. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, it wasn't so good of a week. And they're like, well, what's going on? He had the heart. He had the desire. He had the right, drive. Right. And I believe he even had the right motives. Yep. But he ran into a couple stumbling blocks along the way in trying to take those old habits and create new ones in their place. And yeah. when he hit a couple stumbling blocks, he got discouraged. Yep. Like we all would. And, yep. and so, so that's what we're trying to avoid. Yep. That's what we want to do. Because it's going to take some effort to change those habits. And... 
you know, as Christians, we sign up for that. You, say, you know, I want, I want something different. I want life to change. But we have to know how to go about doing it. It's, you know, if I crawled into the seat of a piece of heavy machinery not knowing what the levers do, I could do a lot of damage before I got anything productive done. Yeah. And what we want to try and do is give you the give you the tools today to be able to to start to see okay this lever does this and this lever does that and don't touch the button on the right and whatever we, you do that's right and uh, so let's start in Hebrews chapter eleven today let's get a little bit of there Hebrews chapter eleven is of course it's the hall of faith it's that great chapter where the writer of Hebrews outlines some of the great the the great stalwarts of 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 biblical history everything from Abel to Enoch to Zechariah I mean all of those guys he 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 touches on but he does something specific in each case and I want to draw your attention to that in uh, let's just start in verse 4 here by faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain in verse 5 by faith Enoch was taken up so he would not see death in verse 7 by faith Noah being warned of God about things not yet seen in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household in verse 8 by faith Abraham when he was called obeying by going out to a place which he was to receive foreign inheritance by faith Isaac by faith Jacob by faith Joseph Moses all of those things happened by faith. They did this, that, or the other. Right. But the the point that Hebrews is making is that all of those things were accomplished by faith. And we we talk about that all the time. You know, you'll hear that thrown around in, in Christian circles. Well, you got to have faith, you know. If you don't have faith, it just won't. Yeah. Okay, so, great. Good for you. What does that look like in practice? Where's the... Where does where's our verse in Hebrews chapter eleven that says by faith Jason, or by faith Mark, or by faith Bob or Larry? Where's our where's our verse? How do we use faith to accomplish that? Faith in what? How? In in what God's doing with us? Each of these guys had a picture of what God was going to do with him. So what's my picture? What's it going to look like for me? Because I we've got to have faith working with our works before anything any real change is going to take place that's where we that's where we have to start faith combined with action mark but but i'm 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 going to go about it a little bit differently because i've got a greater faith than that mm-hmm. i've got the kind of faith that um jesus take the wheel jesus. i'm just going to i'm going to i'm going to sit back and my i'm just jesus is taking the wheel i just got faith and he's going to do it all for me is that that's not what you're talking because you said faith working with works but that sounds like works oriented salvation man it does sound like that if you want to read it that way let's uh let's add let's do a little bit of second corinthians chapter seven here this uh if the bar's not high enough already this will do it and it also outlines our participation second corinthians seven one just like all those guys in in uh in hebrews eleven if if noah had said okay lord you build the boat no boat gets built. If Abraham had said, okay, I believe, but he didn't leave Haran, yeah, he doesn't go. I mean, all of those guys, by faith, they said they believed, but then they followed that up with action. And without the action, we'd have to really have some serious misgivings about the validity of their faith. Same is true for us. Guys, we've got, we have, we say we have faith. Okay, so let's follow that up with some action. Second Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 7.1 says, therefore, having these promises. Now, that's the faith, isn't it? Yeah. We believe, okay, we've got it. 
Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We have the promise that we are new creatures in Christ. So now he says the responsibility falls on us. Let us cleanse ourselves. Now, I, I mean, uh, uh, oh, 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 we caught him. There's, I heard that's it. Right. There's some Baptists out there that, that are having a hard time right now. <clears throat> Let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement. Now, does that mean we do it alone? No. No. But it means we are involved. Just like Noah was involved building the ark, our faith motivates us to action. But then we gotta we got to figure out what that is. And by the way, he sets the bar awfully high. From all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's, that's the whole ball of wax. There's nothing that gets left out there. There's no freebies. There's no mulligans in 2 Corinthians 7.1. And he says, you are responsible to get it done. Now, God's going to help you do that because those are his promises. But you've got to be involved. All right, men. Are we up for the challenge? Oh, we are Absolutely. so up for it. Of course we so are. up for it. Here's the problem. People try and do this the way they've always done it. Yeah. And that is, I'm going to do it from the outside in. I'm going to force myself. I'm going to muscle my self-control. I'm going to use my determination, and I'm just going to force myself not to do the wrong thing anymore. How could that possibly go wrong? <laughs> Doesn't that seem perfectly reasonable? Yeah, yeah. Every single time I've done that over and again, it's always not worked. So, Well, look at Matthew 23. Here's the, here's the key that we need to start making sense of this. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 25 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so the outside of it may become clean also. Jesus said, if you're going to do some dishwashing, begin on the inside. So, that's cliche, Mark. I mean, that is... that is. But it's true. It's true. I know it's... Of course it's true. Jesus said it is true. But when we hear it, we've heard it so many times. Okay, so I'm going to cleanse the inside of the cup versus the outside. What does that look like? Give me an example of... of give me an example of failure from the outside working in first. Let's, let's start there. Failure from the outside looking in. All right. How about this? How about, uh, how about, I, I was having this Bible study one time, and uh, I sat down with the couple, and they're fairly young, and uh, the, both of them were trying to, uh, they were trying to quit smoking. Okay. They thought, they thought that was a good idea. They're going to have a child, so this would be a good time for them yep. to, to put the smoking habit behind them. And uh, so they weren't Christians at the time, but we were just kind of getting involved in the process. And anyway, so I see up on the up on the the TV stand, there's this. It, it caught my attention. There's it's a porcelain or a statue, you know, it's a figurine kind of thing, and and it's about a mm, it's about an eight inch high. He's holding his hand above the table. Of, helps me measure. Yeah, it's about an eight inch high pack of cigarettes. All right, the figurine is is it, uh, yeah. You, you got it. Okay. But on the front of it, it's got a big red circle with a line through it. You know, the pack is kind of half cracked oh, open. Oh, so and, no uh, cigs. No cigarettes. Exactly. Okay. All right. Man, if I'm trying to quit smoking, every time I look up on top of the mantelpiece, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start tearing my hair out. 
Because all I'm thinking about is that pack of cigarettes. But you're telling yourself, I can't smoke. I can't no smoke. More smoking. I can't. No more smoking. No cigarettes it. for me. Wow. That won't work. Well, I hate to break it to you because maybe this is kind of awkward. Like we're, we're recording this live, you guys, without too much editing. And, <laughs> but we got a new sponsor, and I'm wondering if maybe it goes against the grain of what you just said. We'll go, I'll have you listen to it. You tell me what you think. Okay, run it. Do you have a potty mouth? Are you afraid of saying something embarrassing in front of Pastor Bob, Larry, or the sweet elderly lady who brings roast beef to potluck? Well, we have the solution. Duct tape! That's right. This adhesive wonder will help you clean up your act faster than you can say... Changing the inner man is so old school. Why go to all the work when three inches of this adhesive wonder can stop all the four, five, and even seven letter words from leaving your colorful mouth? That's right. Duct tape. Struggle with cussing? Duct tape. Outbursts of anger? Duct tape. Lord's name in vain? Duct tape. Sarcasm and negativity? Duct tape. Just slap a strip of this on and before you know it, you'll be sounding like an angel. Well, a very quiet one. Duct tape! Available at a hardware store near you. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, I don't know. Should we keep them as a sponsor? I mean, yes. <laughs> even though they go against everything that we just said, Mark. <clears throat> It's worth it. It's, it's so worth it. But that's our response most of the time, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to stop doing this thing. I'm, I'm going to put something in place do to it. help me. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. See, Colossians chapter 2 talks about that. When he says in verse 20, he said, If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch? Mm. And Oftentimes, man, that is the whole game plan when it comes to trying to change our behavior. Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, put that back, don't look at that, don't think about this, don't yeah. eat that. That's our plan. Yeah. He it's, says, these are matters which have to be sure. Uh, and uh, I skipped a verse. They refer to things destined to perish with the using, in verse 22, in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men. These are matters which have, to be sure, the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. It looks like this should work great, shouldn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to stop doing it. Exactly. Yeah. It's simple. It's straightforward. What could possibly go wrong? And they have the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement. You can look at those guys and say, wow, look at Bob. Bob hasn't been to the grocery store all week because whatever he's trying to avoid. Or look at Larry. Larry hasn't, you know, that yeah. duct tape <laughs> yeah, look at is working fine. It hasn't been a problem at all. He's having to breathe through his nose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Severe treatment of the body. Yeah. See, but he says it's of no value against fleshly indulgence. Because while we stopped the outer man, we did not change the inner man. And as soon as either there's a lapse in willpower or there's the opportunity to commit that sin again, if we haven't changed the appetite of the inner man, we're going to get more of the same. In fact, we're going to make it worse. We'll make it worse. You mentioned uh, changing the appetite of the inner man. It, today in our diet, uh, sugar is is sold to us from little kids on it. We develop a taste for things sweet, mm. for sugar, and so we'll we'll go and say, "I'm gonna," you know, we get older and that catches up after a while. Maybe yep. you're eating all this sweet stuff and everything, high fructose, this and that. 
So I'm going to stop eating whatever it is. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop eating a bag of Oreos every night. Okay. So we we do <laughs> just that. one bag before bed. I just, you laugh just to calm my nerves. <laughs> just just some just a nightcap. One bag is all. <laughs> But I'm going to stop doing that. But you know what? The craving stop is doing what? eating a bag of Oreos. Which kind? Uh, double stuffed. Double stuffed? Yeah. How big is the bag? Oh, I tell you what, Mark. Boy, when you open that up, the bag is... You know, but like you're not going to do it anymore, right? I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to take the top off. Mm-hmm. And I'm do not you gonna twist t- it? I twist it. Do you it. twist? I oh. it. And then I take and I scrape my teeth on you the... You scrape the, the double take, stuff? Take the, you take it, and then you, you get the rest of it with your tongue. But oh. I'm not going to do that Don't anymore. do it. No. Don't do it. No, I'm not. And I'm not going to get the milk. Milk. Do you dunk? Uh, well, no. I mean, if you <laughs> want the truth, I'm not going to drink straight from the milk jug while I cram my mouth. That's full a of good it. idea. So, so, so that's incriminating evidence. Oh man! <laughs> so, <laughs> boom. Keep your day job. All yeah. right, now, so, so, but here's the deal. That scenario we just walked through. That's how we try to attack it. All the time. I'm not going to do that anymore. Then we start thinking about what I'm not going to do, yep. and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But the appetite is still there. The craving for sugar is still there. The craving for our sin, that habit that we've developed, if we don't change the inner man, it's still there. It's still there. Now, real quick, before we go too much farther in here, we we talk about being a new creature. Yep. Okay. But now we just said the inner man has to change. What's the difference? I'm a new creature through Christ. We talked about that. I am new. I am right. holy. I am pure. But yet I still have some spiritual cravings that were developed back in the day yes. that I've got to put to rest. Yep. All right. The best way I can describe that is, uh, you know, is really to use an addiction scenario. And and that is, you know, lots of times guys will, uh, uh, maybe they'll go through a detox program, you know, and mm-hmm. they've, they have... Um, they're addicts to uh, to whichever substance of choice they've uh, they've enslaved themselves to, mm-hmm. and so you know a guy will go through a detox program, and that that will that will largely alleviate you know the withdrawal symptoms. So he makes it through that he makes it through that that hurdle. But what didn't change are the mental habits. Mm-hmm. So there's been a change of state, but the mind just really hasn't caught up to that yet. Right. And so he still has all of the mental habits, even though the body is no longer physiologically enslaved the way it once was to that particular drug. Most of those guys, sad, most of those guys are going to go back to it. So they'll rely on things like accountability partners and things like that to keep right. them away from what their inner cravings really are. Yeah. I was having a Bible study with a guy who had been a meth head since he was about 15, 16 years old. So they threw him in jail for several years. And on day one, he gets out of jail. Day one, oh, he gets out of the program. Oh. He goes to the seediest character he can find on the street, and he gets high. It's not a it's not a question of physiological craving at that point. It's the problem is the inner man didn't change. The the desires, the appetites, the mental habits, the picture of himself was just the same as it was the day he walked into jail. He gets out and and we're right there right where we left off all over again. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch did him no good. No good. And it won't help us either. No, and we call that living under law. You're right. And and living under law has not only does it have the consequence of not achieving our goals of overcoming sin and becoming like Christ, 
living under law actually has other consequences as well. In fact, if you take it to the logical conclusion, when we live under law, since law cannot change us, it only regulates us. That's right. We're destined to not overcome those habits. But yet, we have to maintain appearance. So what ends up happening is, we see it all the time. A person living under law, living this way, trying to overcome things by just changing from the outside without addressing the inner man, they become either dishonest because they have to keep appearance. Hey, Mark, how are you doing oh, today? Oh, I'm great. Oh, I'm great. really great. Too, really fantastic. good. You, good. You yeah. look good. Yeah. Had a good week? Really good. Oh, really good. good. Really holy. And, go, and you're, you're, how's that little habit thing? <laughs> oh, I, I pretty much got to take care of. Really good. Good. Really good. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Well, excellent. Good to see you. All right. So we become dishonest. Oh, I'm yep. doing great. Everything's great when maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that happens is, is a person gives up. Yep. Like, they sure I, can. I, I keep fighting it. I keep fighting it. And I can't overcome it. So this whole Christianity thing must just be a joke or it's, it doesn't work for me. I tried the Christian thing. I tried to overcome, but all this thing that everyone else says they're overcoming, Maybe they are, but I couldn't do it, and a person gives up. They do. They do. In Romans chapter 8, verse 3, Paul says, What the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Get verse 4. In order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The law cannot reach the inner man because it only acts on the flesh. It only acts on the outer man. So it could never change the inner man. And the requirement of the law is to live without sin. And the law can't produce that. So how do I know? What are some things I can look for that tell me if I'm living under law as opposed to trying to overcome sin the right way? Well, like you said, there's a couple ways that guys can go. They can either turn hypocrite like the Pharisees or they can turn just totally lawless and say, I give up, this isn't for me. And there are a couple of things. If somebody's operating under law, number one, it's going to be really difficult for them to see that in the first place. Okay. Because people who are under law don't view themselves that way. So a bunch of guys just said, I'm not under law. Yes, you are. I know that's not me. Yeah. And I said myself the same thing. Yep, I did too. There were plenty of times where where I said, I I know I'm not under law. Yeah. But in looking back, I can (sighs) see that's exactly where I was. And I can see the problems that it caused. For me personally, after I became a Christian, I knew the bar was high. Mm Mm-hmm. And I knew I was gonna, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna make the bar. And I'll tell you, the problems I had after I became a Christian outpaced the problems I had before I became a Christian, mm-hmm. because with the additional effort that I put in to do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, it just created greater appetites. And so, a lot of you guys, if you try, if you think, you know what, in Christianity, if I work harder. I'm going to make more progress. That's law. Yep. That's right. Uh, In my my life, same thing. Uh, So under law, so under law. And it has a stifling effect on the ones that you're trying to lead and the ones that you're close to and you love as well. Because you're so so entrapped in trying to keep appearances 
but it, that was disjointed from reality. But the people around us, they feel like they have to keep appearances as well. Right. They can't express themselves. They can't tell you the truth of what they're thinking because they're supposed to act and look a certain way in order to appear righteous. Because that's how I'm li- I was living my life. That's how I was leading the people around me. So Laws you, just on the outside. Yeah. <clears throat> so And so if you're leading that way, are people afraid to tell you the truth? Uh, are you afraid to tell others the truth of what's really going on? Uh, are, are we just thinking, if I just work harder at this, I'll tackle it? How about this? You miss reading your Bible for a few days. Uh-oh. So, uh-huh. But, but the first reaction is, is oh, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible five days in a row now because I missed it for five days. Okay, you know, the desire to read the Word is good. Yep. But that initial reaction of, I'm going to but do why? this to make up for Bingo. that. That's law. Yeah. Um, I treated my wife poorly uh, last week, so I'm going to really make up for it this week by, boom. Well, now you know what? Uh, making up and apologizing and trying to make things right—that's good. But if we're doing it as a compensation for what we did wrong, as if it's a sacrifice, that's law. That's law. One of the ways that uh, the guys, you know, it kind of sneaks up on you. Quite honestly. Law is, uh, it, it's easy, it's kind of mankind's default position, mm-hmm. is to go back to that. You know, when I'm in trouble, I'm just going to muscle my way through. Guys, one of the ways that we can kind of stop and, and check ourselves here is, uh, you remember the parable Jesus told in Matthew 18? He talked about the slave who came in and, and was forgiven of his great debt. Well, then that slave, you'd think, would be totally free at this point. Yeah. But he still operates, even though he's been forgiven, he still operates from a very law perspective. And he goes out and he finds one of his fellow slaves who owes him a couple of bucks, <laughs> and he starts choking him, saying, pay back what you owe. Guys, if people around you, if you're holding them to the law, if, you're, if you have expectations of them and you're... You know, if, if your relationship with them, if you hold that back based on how they treat you, mm-hmm. that's a real good indication that you are operating under law. I mean, so even if, if we're withholding affection of others depending on how they treat us, is that what you're talking about? Sure. If I have, if I have become the, the enforcer in my relationships, either withdrawing from those relationships because I didn't because they've offended me or because if I have if my relationship with the people around me is based on justice that's a real good indication that my relationship with God is based on the same thing right and and grace needs to be the place from which we come both with first in our relationship with God and then really in our relationship with the people around us but but that those are good indicators guys that if if that's where you are and if those are the things you see you need to check yourself. You need to stop for a second and say, you know what? Maybe this stuff, maybe I haven't heard this before the way I need to hear it. Maybe I need to pay attention here. Maybe I am a little bit under law. Well, you know, Mark, talking about all this law and, and the wrong way, right? You know what? It, it brings back some things to my mind. Uh-huh. Like when I'm in the car. Right. And I, I flip the switch. I mean, all this conversation yeah, reminds me of just, just like, like Christian, Christian radio. radio. KCRE 94.3. Oh, that sounds good. I've heard this before. Hey, it's a fit. Wait a minute. I can't. I'm not able. When you choose a great tasting Miller Lite. Oh, that, <laughs> that was personal. <laughs> hey, my hallelujah's even broken. That's not very encouraging. <laughs> We're broken. 
We're all in it together. So sad. So sad. Yeah, I'm not gonna take it. Not anymore. It's gotta change the mind. Yes, we're gonna listen to something that's more positive. Something that puts us on the right track and encourages us to win. You think we can find something like that? Scan the dial. Give it a shot. Hey, there's one. I like this. That's Lincoln Brewster, Made New. You know, that's it's not a, bad. That's not bad. Not bad. It wouldn't be my first taste in music, but it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Um, the lyrics are great. Yeah, it is great. It's, it starts a little bit slow, but, uh, you know, you remind me who I am is a very biblical principle. Um, even Proverbs 23, 7, which we kind of refer to often, says, you know, as a man thinks within himself, so he is. So... When God reminds us from the scriptures who we are, that's precisely what we're going to start to see then in our in our behavior, because we act according to our internal picture. Right. That's why God works with us there. That's the faith that results in the form of our everyday choices and, and habits. Yep. So this really leads into renewing our mind. Yes, it does. Because what we're thinking... Uh, has to be made new if we're going to get new results. So while you're turning over, are you going Romans 12? I'm headed to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew 12, okay. Get a load of verse 33. Jesus is talking about this principle, and he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. The tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man out of his good treasure brings forth what is good. The evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth what is evil. I say to you, every careless word that men will speak, they will render account for it in the day of judgment. Guys, Jesus says, everything comes from the source. If you make the source good, if you make the tree good, the fruit will be good also. If you're busy trying to make sure that your fruit looks good, you're going about it the wrong way. Right. Our our energy needs to be invested in making the tree good, and the fruit will become good automatically. It's exactly what he said when he said, if you clean the inside of the cup and the dish, the outside will become clean also. That is the only way to make real change. That's the only way. Everything else is superficial. 
Everything else is temporary. And frankly, we are naturally resistant to change Mm -hmm. when it is imposed on us from the outside. And that's really what the law is. The law is regulating the outside, the actions, because the inside is not changed. Right. But that's why the law is written on Christians' hearts. Right on. Not on stone, but on on the hearts of flesh. So, So because a Christian with the Holy Spirit has a heart that wants to do what's right. And when we're, when we're conforming ourselves to that, then the right actions just proceed from it. They proceed from it. He said every careless word that men will speak, they will render account for it. See, it's the careless word that, that just happens, right? It's the fruit that pops out when we're being careless that really is the best indicator of what's in the inner man. Everybody looks good on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well... It's, no, most people. But it's, you know, when somebody cuts you off Monday morning traffic, yep. that's really a better indicator of what's in the inner man, and that's the part that needs change. James says in chapter 3, in verse 8, he says that no one can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. You, If you try and stop the tongue, you know, we should probably yeah. hear from our sponsor again, but if you Duct try and, and change the tongue, you can't do it. Sooner or later, the careless word is going to pop out. Mm-hmm. But if you've changed the inner man, you don't have to control the tongue. Guys, think about it. You wouldn't have to check your words at your at your teeth. No. Nope. No, you can use the same words at home that you use at work, that you use in the car, that you use at the baseball game, that you use at church. Don't even have to worry about am I being the real me or the other me. That's right. Who's listening? You don't have to check around. Guys... <clears throat> If this is the only thing that really changes the individual is going from the inside to the outside. Let's look at Romans 12. People try all kinds of stuff. They try some, they try some weird stuff. Rubber bands were popular several years ago. Mm. Right? You mean like the Live Strong type ones? Not no, exactly. No, no. no right. these were larger. Oh, and uh, Larger? Well, okay. it depends, you know, how bad the habit was. Uh-oh. One of the, this was, uh, some of you guys will remember this, some of you won't, but... Old guys. <clears throat> but guys would wear rubber bands on their on their wrists. And so I asked a guy, well, what's, what's the deal with the rubber band, you know? And so he said, well, I have sometimes, uh, I have impure thoughts. Uh-oh. I'm like, well, what kind of, it? well, like, like lustful thoughts. Oh. And so, so what's, you know, where's the rubber band come in? He said, well, every time I, I have a, an impure thought, I, I just reach the rubber band and I, you know, stretch it out and then I whoosh, snap myself. And uh, oh. so it's that kind of negative reinforcement. Ah. Uh. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> I mean, let's play that out in practice. What does that look like? So, so what? Did, that looks what like just a happened? Big bruise on your wrist. Yeah, exactly. What that looks like. So I just ask him to tell me. You know, what's the? Okay, if we tie a string on our finger, that's to help us what? Remember. Remember. But a rubber band on my wrist is supposed to make me forget. I mean, come on, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Every right. time he looks down at that rubber band, he goes, "Oh yeah, that's because I think of." Oh, I did it again. Come on. That doesn't it doesn't work. This guys is the only thing that works. In Romans 12 verse 1, Paul says, "I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service." That bar is pretty high, isn't it? Yep. A living and holy sacrifice? 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or literally demonstrate what the will of God is. It's good. It's acceptable. It's perfect. Guys, the renewing the mind is the only thing that changes the inner man. Rubber bands, duct tape, accountability partners, removing working harder, working harder removing opportunities you know, to commit sin. Those do not change the inner man. We want to work on what does. Let's take a quick, quick summary of where we're at in the process here. Okay. Mark. Okay. So the first step, we've actually, believe it or not, guys, we've actually put some, put some tools in our tool belt already. It might not seem like it, but just rewind the tape a little bit. The first step in all this process is to realize that we are new creatures. And that's, right. that is not always a given. But if we go back to our first episode, uh, we, we are new creatures. Uh, when we say that we are new creatures, we mean something different than what Pastor Bob meant when he said it, okay? And what we mean is, not only are we forgiven of our sins, not only has uh, Christ's righteousness been imputed to us, not only even our future sins are forgiven, but Christ is in us and has made us new and given us a new potential to act like and become like him on this earth. So that's the first that's the first tool. Right. Don't tell me what you believe, show me what you believe. Lots of people will say well, we're new creatures, but there's no action that follows that up. Right. So this is the, you may have heard the term well, we're new creatures a million times before. What we mean is is different. So that's the first that's the first tool. Realizing that we're new creatures, we have the ability through Christ's power to act like him. And then what does that new creature look like? How does God see us and how we need to see ourselves? God gave us the picture of what a son of God looks like in Jesus Christ so we would have a living, breathing, tangible example of what it looks like to live with the character of God in flesh. And then he uses that terminology, son of God, to describe us throughout the scriptures over and over and over and over again. But then going from where we are to where God sees our potential is going to require some change. And that's effort from the inner to the, the outer. That's right, the inner man. That's the, and so focusing on the inside, renewing the mind, and we're going to get into the mechanics of what that looks like um, in renewing the mind, changing the inner man versus right. the outward appearance. We're going to get into that the next time on Inner Man Radio. And... Before we sign off, we've had this debate, Mark. We can't come up with a good solution. No. Does anybody have any ideas on how we should sign off? We need help. We need, here's one. We could, do the, <laughs> we could do kind of like the cheesy music in the background. Cheesy music. And uh, we, we prayerfully ask for your prayer and support, and operators are standing by. We could do that. But we don't we have could. operators standing by. I like Don't Drive Like My Brother. <laughs> but if you have great suggestions for us of a way to, uh, of a way to finish Interman Radio with a bang every week, that's encouraging to the listeners and uh, some that, uh, that, uh, that sends us out the door in a positive way, we'd love to hear your comments on Facebook. All right. Sign off. So long. <laughs>